Stand by to launch FanStream Sports. Three, two, one. Let's start. Hello, sports fans. Welcome to FanStream Sports. Nothing, nothing but pure sports. And welcome, everybody, to FanStream Sports, powered by DSP Media. This is the Fighting Irish Daily Blitz, and I'm your host, Rob Fedoff, also known as RPT. You can find me on Twitter, at PFedoff. So for episode 56 today, we're going to be talking both the men's and women's uh, basketball roundup for the week. The men only had one game after being off for a full week. They played Wake Forest yesterday on Saturday. They started out really good. They were out to a 12-point lead. Wake Forest, though, does make a run to end the half to lead by one. In the second half, they end up with 14 three-pointers. Not all in the second half, but for the entire game. They out-rebound us 41-33, to one bright spot for the game. We only had four turnovers compared to their 14. But when all is said and done, same old story. We lose 81 to 64. We fall to 10 and 13 overall, 2 and 10 in the ACC. That's the third worst record uh, in the ACC. Wake Forest, they're decent this year 15 and 9, improved to 7 and 6 in the ACC. Nate Leshevsky had 18 points, Marcus Hammond 10, Cormac Ryan 12. Off the bench, uh, Matt Zona did have four points, and Trey Wirtz had six, who's coming off the bench now also. Ben Allen Lubin did not play. I do not know why. I couldn't see this game yesterday. It was on that ACC Network Extra, where I still can't get the YouTube TV to link up with that. I had no problems when I had Spectrum, but maybe that's a good thing. And also, the next two games are on ACC Network Extra. And if you're like me, I just uh, it's getting old watching this team lose and really just not having a chance to win. So maybe it's a good thing that I just follow this game on my phone. You know, you can just go to ESPN and, and follow it that way instead of just actually watching it and getting more and more depressed. So those two games will be Wednesday at Georgia Tech, who's eight and fifteen. I, I say we have a chance against against them. We beat them by one point uh, last month at Notre Dame. It's at 7 p.m. on the ACC Network Extra. And then next Saturday at home against Virginia Tech, uh, who's okay. They're 14-9. and That's at 2 p.m. on the ACC Network Extra. Before I go on to the women's uh, roundup for this week, I was checking some mock drafts this week, and I didn't see J.J. Starling except for one, but they had him going in the second round. And if you go in the second round of the NBA draft, that is not guaranteed money. So if he's going to leave... I think he'd want to be a lottery pick or a first round pick to get that guaranteed money. So he may not uh, end up leaving after his first year. But the thing is for me, I think he'll still wait to see who's the next head coach. And if it's a coach, he thinks that's going to further uh, his development. Maybe he will stay at Notre Dame because I still think it's kind of 50, 50 one, whether he goes to the NBA and then two, if he stays at no, or if, uh, he stays in school, will he be at Notre Dame? or enter the transfer portal uh, to be determined. I would say if he, if his NBA draft stock is not where he wants it to be, stay at Notre Dame, keep going to class, get closer and closer to that uh, degree because you know, the four for 40 program at Notre Dame four years sets you up for the rest for the 40 years of the rest of your rest of your life with connections and a Notre Dame degree. And if he does, the longer he stays, the closer he gets to that degree. And let's say he leaves after his sophomore, junior season, he may only have about two, two and a half years to finish that degree, if not less. And he can do that on his own time. And then here's another thing too. I mentioned this to my cousin, Jeff Tito Thidoff, that does our Buckeye Blitz show yesterday. Ohio State's really struggling too. They lost today. It's Sunday right now. 
and they have a losing record as of this point. And this may be the first time I know Notre Dame and Ohio state, you think football, but they've had had some success in basketball over the years. And usually at least one of them is in the NCAA tournament. This year probably will be the first time since 2005 that neither in the March madness tournament. And then if you really want to go back further, I don't even think we're going to be in the NIT. And if Ohio state keeps losing, they're probably not going to be in the NIT either. It'll be the first time since 1998 that both Notre Dame and Ohio State will not even be in the NIT tournament. So, uh, yeah, things are pretty bad, both Notre Dame, OSU. And I remember that 1998 season, Notre Dame was, uh, they were pretty raw that year. And also, uh, that's when Ohio State basketball was really bad. It was after, from 93 to about 90, yeah, 98, before Jim O'Brien came. And I know this is an Ohio State show, but I, those teams were really bad. That's when I was a student at Ohio, at Ohio State. And those teams were more, uh, I hate to say it, but known for getting into trouble um, outside of the basketball arena. And uh, they had losing seasons, I think, every single year. So I digress. So back to the women. Uh, they were coming off that they played on wet, or no Thursday at Boston College. It was a pretty close game up until probably the end of the third quarter. Actually, BC led by one point in the first half. However, Notre Dame led by as much as 19 points. They pull away late and win 72 to 59. But here's the thing: they had 22 turnovers. Unacceptable. I, I can't say this enough. You've got to cut down on these turnovers, especially Olivia Miles. She may be a player of the year candidate, but the way she's been playing, especially after Dara Mabry has been out for the year. That's affected her game the most. I don't know why that is without Dara's presence, but these turnovers have got to stop or we're not going anywhere in the tournament. And after today, I, I'm even, I don't want to get to that game right now, but even after today, that's even more the case. So she did have a decent game. Uh, she did have 22 points, eight rebounds and 10 assists. So almost a triple double, but her turnovers are just, it's too many. So in the team's too many with the 22, uh, Sonia Citron, great game, 23 points. There was no Lauren Ebo. And I don't know what, I'm trying to get reports as to, is she coming back? This game was on the ACC network also, as well as today, the game with Duke. So I really can't, I, I've, I checked online. They're not saying much. They just, they just say it's a lower body injury. And if she continues to be out, that's a problem. Uh, you got Dara Mabry out now. She is our smallest player. And she was, again, Helter Skelter, uh, uh, three-point shooter. As I always say, she can hit five in a row, but then miss 10 in a row. But having Lauren Ebo out right now with that inside presence is really killing uh, the Irish right now. So we ended up winning that game, improved to 18-3, and three, and then 9-2 and two in the ACC, which set up today, Sunday right now, the showdown with Duke. Duke came in at 19-3, and three, and then 9-2 and two in the ACC. So this was the game for the overall lead in the ACC. And it was at Notre Dame, perfect time to uh, impose our will at home, take care of business and be on top of the ACC outright. That didn't happen today. In This game was on the ACC Network Extra, so I had to follow it on my phone again on ESPN, you know, with the graphics and everything. It's not the same as actually watching the game. But we had six turnovers within the first six minutes. What I say about two minutes ago, it's got to stop, especially Olivia Miles. You're the point guard. You've got to cut this down. We end up leading 
31 to 25 at half, but we had cold. Sh- the shooting was not the greatest today. We ended up with uh, three of 11, 27% from three point range. This is concerning me too. Now free throws seven to 14 today. If we hit those, we win the game. And let me take a step back. We end up losing this game 57 to 52. Bad loss at home. I know Duke's a quality opponent. They're ranked 16th in the country. They were tied with us as of today or before the game today in the ACC. But now they're number one in the ACC right now. And we just let a golden opportunity uh, go by the wayside. Now we're tied with FSU in second place in the ACC as we fall to 18-4 and and 9-3 and in the ACC. Matty Westfeld, 15.7 rebounds. Olivia Miles, 11 points. But three of the 14 turnovers that we had today. We didn't have 22 like we had against Boston College, but 14 is still too many. We got to get that around 10. And Sonia Citron had 14 points. But it was just, we, we got really cold in that second half. And then turnovers down the stretch. It was, it seemed like it was 51 to 49 forever with Duke leading. We kept missing shots. Uh, Cass Prosper, as I mentioned before, I really love her enthusiasm. She's right out of high school as of a month ago or five, six weeks ago, but she's still very erratic. She was one of eight today. She did have five rebounds, but when we were trying to get past that 51 to 49 deficit. I think at the time she had two, three pointers she missed. And then Olivia miles missed. It was 55 to 52 with 15 seconds left. And we had a chance to either cut it to one or tie it with a three Olivia miles. I hate to be hard on her, and she is probably our most valuable player, but she has a turnover to more or less seal the game for Duke. That's got to stop. But for the next two games, we won't have to worry about this ACC network extra network bullshit. They will actually be on the ACC network, the real ACC network, where you can actually watch the game. I can critique it a little bit more. So that game, this Thursday, home against Pitt, 6 p.m. Kind of, that's kind of a weird uh, time slot. Usually they're at 7 o'clock. And then Syracuse on Sunday, ACC Network, 4 p.m. And both of those are winnable games, even if Lauren Ebo is not playing. But it's just get a little, it's getting a little bit concerning now. Only seven players play today. One of them, Cass Prosper, who was in high school just six weeks ago, more or less. And Natalia Marshall, decent player, but she hasn't played much this year. We're now starting to see the effects. And I don't mean to make excuses. But injuries are starting to play a factor for this team. Dara Mabry, I didn't think that would be much. Yes, her three-point shooting and leadership on the court. Yes, that is a miss. But with Lauren Evo being out too, that inside presence with her and Kylie Watson, like a Twin Towers presence, just isn't uh, taking effect right now. And we're really missing Lauren Ebo right now. If she continues not to play for the rest of the season, or if we just continue to have this, this team's just so inconsistent right now. It seems like they want to play really good at one moment, and then they just go off in la-la land the next. I don't see them, at best, I see them in the Sweet 16 tournament. That's it. They're not a Final Four team right now. Even if Lauren Ebo comes back, I don't feel they're a Final Four team because let's just say, I think if she plays today, they probably win. But if they're playing lackluster like they've done the last probably two, three games, does it really matter to make a, a deep run into the tournament is what I'm trying to say. So this team's got a, a light of fire under their ass right now, because I'm very displeased that there's so much talent on this team. And even despite the injuries, they should be playing better right now. 
there's one thing to lose because of injuries, but if you're losing because or not losing, if you're still committing turnovers and just playing when you want to feel like you want to play, that's an issue. So here's the thing with those two games I just mentioned, then there's four games after that where they have Louisville at home, Pitts away, Georgia Tech's home, and then back Louisville's away again. So they got two games with Louisville and then Pitt again and then Georgia Tech. All those games, plus the two I mentioned before, even without Lauren Ebo, on paper, we should win. Whether that's by one point or 20 points, at this point, I just want to win by one point and play more consistent. But as I mentioned earlier, this team is not a Final Four team as of this moment. Whether we have Lauren Ebo or not, yes, that would help. And having you have a better gauge on where this team is going. But you have six games, ladies, to show me to change my mind, more or less, is what I'm saying. Six games to change my mind. And I'm right now, if you make the Sweet 16, th that's your ceiling right now to me. And sorry to say that, but I'm challenging you. I hope Coach Ivy's challenging you too because you're better than this and you just got to clean some things up right now. And then if Lauren comes back, that's even a, a bonus. But uh, you got six games to change my mind and it starts right now, February the 5th, 2023, and it's four o'clock right now. So having said that, that's pretty much the wrap-up for this week. Uh, we may have some news this week for a new offensive coordinator for Notre Dame, as I mentioned in my Tommy Reese episode 55. But hopefully the basketball, both men, uh, it can't get much worse, but it seems like it does get worse. And the women have got to get back on track. This was a rough, uh, probably the roughest week for uh, basketball, if you combine both the men's and women's game. Uh, but this week, we just got to turn it around. So thank you so much for joining and as always, go Irish. 